Does Heim Bloom believe in the 2023 Boston Red Sox? I think there's a lot of different ways that the trade deadline moves that the Red Sox made can be determined, and it will all be broken down on today's episode of Locked on Red Sox. You are Locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Red Sox, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, Monday through Friday, on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on sleeper picks and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out sleeper today. The trade deadline is gone past. It is again upon us now that time of the year where we reflect on trades that our favorite teams made, compare our favorite team to other teams and where they stand. And the Red Sox were a little bit quiet overall at this trade deadline. So I'm going to be breaking it all down on today's episode, going to be talking about the newest member of the Boston Red Sox in Louis Urias. And I'm also going to be just sharing my general thoughts about what the Red Sox did and didn't do at this trade deadline. And, the message it could possibly send to everybody and what Bloom's thoughts might be. And I'm also going to be talking about Reese McGuire. He was back in the Red Sox lineup on Tuesday night. So I'm going to be discussing his return and how that could really impact the Red Sox. But another action-packed day yesterday. The trade deadline never fails to be exciting. And it certainly was another exciting one this year. Um, I know, you know, as a Red Sox fan, I was refreshing my phone all day to see if there was news on the team coming in. And Heim Bloom has always been one to wait till the late hours of the trade deadline to really, really finalize moves. And that was the exact case here because six o'clock rolled around and we hadn't gotten any news on the Red Sox when it came to a trade. And then all of a sudden, around 625, um, the news broke that the Red Sox were acquiring infielder Louis Urias from the Brewers in exchange for pitching prospect Bradley Blalock. Um, So obviously, you know, there's a lot to digest here. Urias in 2021 and 2022 had pretty good seasons. He hit 249 in 2021 with a 345 on base percentage. And in 2022, he hit 239 with a 335 on base percentage. And those are solid seasons. He definitely looked pretty good in those years. The problem is 2023. He hasn't had a lot of plate appearances. He's had 55 at-bats in 20 games. He's batting 145 with eight hits, five runs, one home run, and five RBIs. Um, with a 299 on base percentage. Um, 
not good numbers at all. Obviously a small sample size because he hasn't played in a lot of games, but that is an issue to me that he hasn't played in a lot of games. He's been battling a lot of injuries throughout his tenure with the Brewers. So that's definitely a bit of a concern for me because he's the type of player who may make an impact, may not. And if he can't stay healthy, then that's going to be really hard for the Red Sox to justify making that move. Um, So he's had some good moments and some not so good moments with Milwaukee. He was struggling this year, which is the primary reason I would guess why the Brewers wanted to move him. I understand that the Red Sox, you know, wanted the infield depth and from a second base standpoint, not really having a second baseman who's been fully capable of playing the position. This could be an upgrade. Um, If he can stay healthy, I truly think he could be better than Arroyo in terms of playing second base with the numbers that he has put up in the past. And I know that Urias has the potential offensively, whereas with um, Arroyo, he kind of just seems lost at the plate a lot and just doesn't do a whole lot to contribute. So I think, you know, Urias could be a good option if he's healthy. Um, He was optioned to AAA. So... I would guess that he will be called up at some point, but I'm I'm not overly excited about the move. I'm also not, you know, wondering why they did it because they definitely did need the depth in the middle infield. Um, but I will say the Red Sox do need to prioritize a truly reliable second base option this off season and Bloom needs to really invest in that. Um, the Red Sox in this trade gave up pitching prospect Bradley Blalock, who had a 219 ERA and 11 starts in low A Greenville this season, um, which is decent. I mean, obviously, he's so, so new in his tenure that it's hard to know how he's going to pan out in Milwaukee, but he was the number 37 ranked prospect in the Red Sox system. So it's not like they really gave up a high caliber prospect for Urias, which is fair because of the season he's been having and him going through a lot of injuries, um, you know, really throughout his time in Milwaukee, he shouldn't have been that expensive. So I'm glad the Red Sox didn't have to give up a top prospect for him that truly could be part of the future. So they gave up a lower end prospect for Urias. I just hope that for one, he can stay healthy. And for two, if he does stay healthy, he can come up and be able to produce because the Red Sox in the middle infield, you know, are a little unsure right now. Story coming back this weekend is definitely going to help from a shortstop standpoint, but they do need a true second baseman. And I don't really see Arroyo as a longer term option at second base. So maybe he helps with that. Um, I think this name was obviously an under-the-radar name, which is totally Bloom style. He's traded for players like this in the past um, who just are not really top options on the market. Um, I think Bloom still you know, feels like he wants to kind of focus on what he has, and I think um, you know, maybe Urias will come up and work out. Maybe he won't. It was a very, very low risk move. Um, so we'll see how he plays out. Um, I'm definitely concerned about the fact that the Brewers were kind of fed up with him and wanted to move him because he's been struggling. That's definitely not a positive sign. 
Um, maybe he'll come and perform better in Boston. You know, sometimes players perform better in different environments. So maybe he just had to get out of the Brewers organization and will be able to excel. But there is not a lot of things about him that I'm overly excited about. I think his 2021 and 2022 seasons, if he can get back there, he could definitely be valuable. I think he has the potential to be a really good hitter but we haven't seen that from him in a while. So I would feel like it's a little bit of a stretch for me to say, you know, hopefully they can get him back to those numbers because if a player really has been going through a lot of injuries and hasn't had a lot of opportunity to play in a season, it truly could be hard for them to bounce back and be able to perform effectively. So we'll see what happens with him. But this to me, primarily seems like a depth move. I think Bloom feels like he needs to load up on that middle infield talent, primarily at the second base position, because they haven't really had a consistently good second baseman in a while. So um, hopefully he comes up and he pans out, but we'll definitely see. So coming up, I'm going to be talking about what all of this means for the Red Sox. What message does Heim Bloom's trade deadline send to the team and the fans and try to make a little bit of sense of what they did and didn't do to make this team better. So that's all coming up. If you haven't heard of Sleeper, it is absolutely fantastic. Do you want the chance to win more money with less picks? Head to Sleeper where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Fantasy baseball definitely has a way of being very, very frustrating because you have to constantly keep up with your lineup every single day. And if somebody gets injured or has the day off, you don't always have time to keep track of every team's lineup for the day to see who's active. And it's very, very time consuming to keep up with everything. Um, And Sleeper really, really helps guide you through that fantasy baseball process. Um, You know, for example, if you think that Trevor Story is going to come back on Friday and is going to hit a home run in that game against whoever the Blue Jays have starting on the mound, Sleeper can help you swing for the fences with up to 100 times payouts. All you would have to do is choose two or or more players that you like and select basically certain things about their stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, um, walks. If you get your picks right, you could win really, really big. It's awesome. I highly recommend it. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Honestly, when it's all said and done, like who doesn't love winning more money? I know I do. Like I'm never going to turn that down. So head to Sleeper. Use that code. You absolutely will not be disappointed. So when it comes to the Red Sox trade deadline, they really, really we're in an interesting spot going into this deadline because I think a lot of people were unsure what direction they were going to take. Were they going to buy? Were they going to sell? Or were they going to do a little bit of a mix of both like they did last year? 
And the answer is, for the most part, they kind of stood pat with where they were at. There's so many moves that were made within the American League. A lot of teams that are fighting for playoff spots or division titles that made quite a bit of moves at this trade deadline. Um, and I was sitting here, you know, hoping the Red Sox would make some moves. They obviously made a move last week where they traded Kike Hernandez to the Dodgers and got back a couple pitching prospects in Nick Robertson and Justin Hagenman. And then they also acquired a reliever from the San Francisco Giants last week in Mauricio Yovera and sent out pitching prospect Marquez Johnson for him. Um, so those had previously happened, and then it came to today, and I was wondering if the Red Sox were going to make a big move, especially for a pitcher or not, and I think the possibilities were all on the table for an outfielder potentially being moved in Verdugo or Duvall. And then the Red Sox came out and said that they weren't moving Verdugo and the Duval situation was kind of still up in the air. So nobody was really sure. I still thought there was a chance that they moved somebody around for another starter. Um, the fact that they didn't make a big splash could mean two different things to me. I, I'm looking at this two different ways. I'm looking at it as either Heim Bloom feels like this Red Sox team currently isn't good enough to make the playoffs. And even if they do make the playoffs, not good enough to make a serious run. So he didn't feel like it was worth giving up more talent, um, especially at the minor league level to acquire a pitcher who could have been on the more expensive side, which I can understand if he feels that way. But at the same time, if he feels that way, then why didn't he try to trade James Paxton and Adam Duvall now when their value was really high? and get more in return for those players. So that was what I was questioning about if that's the case, if he doesn't believe in them, because he did call the team underdogs after the deadline and basically said he used the odds of them making the playoffs to make the decision not to make a big move at the deadline. Um, and so to me, that statement alone basically says, hey, like, we're not really expected to make the playoffs this year. We're still not in a playoff spot. The odds of us not making the playoffs are probably greater than the odds of us making them. So I don't feel like it was worth really, really investing and in cutting into our longer term plan to help out a team that may or may not make the playoffs. That's, that's what that statement said to me. Um, and that's the impression I get. But on the flip side, him not making a, really a lot of moves and the ones he did make being pretty small could also be taken to the fan base and the players as he's really confident in the current group that he has, maybe even more so than the fan base might be. Um, and if that's the case, then he probably is relying on the return of Sale, Houck, and Whitlock um, from a pitching standpoint, so he felt like he didn't really need to acquire another pitcher because he feels like once he gets his pitching staff back at full strength with those three guys back that I just mentioned, that he feels like that is good enough for the pitching staff and he doesn't need to mess with that because any pitcher he could have acquired on the market that was a number four or five type starter are not as talented as those guys he has returning. So if that is the case, that could really fuel the players to be like, he really believes in us, so let's prove him right and show why he should believe in us. And 
just the fact that he called them underdogs should be enough of a motivation, enough for the players to want to win games and prove to him that they can make it in the big game in October. Um, so there's a lot of things that could be driving them to succeed at this point. Um, and also Bloom is a big, you know, look at the big picture type of guy. And it's clear to me after this deadline that he's still prioritizing the future of the team, doesn't want to sacrifice the overall picture of what they're trying to go for longer term, which is develop players through their system and not give up players that they truly could see being a part of the future long term. I know he had said he was on the phone constantly on Tuesday prior to the deadline closing. So I'm sure he was trying to make deals with other um, teams for different players, but I'm sure there were deals that didn't get done because he didn't like the asking price for certain players would be my guess. Um, so this is all going to be how the team takes it. They could either take this as it's discouraging because they feel like he doesn't believe in them enough to surround them with talent that they feel like could help make them better. Even though Devers, Turner, and Jansen all expressed the Red Sox wanting to be buyers at the deadline and how they feel like they should be. Um, or the players could take it as, oh, this is great. Like maybe we are a special team and he believes in us and feels like we can succeed on our own because we have reinforcements coming. That question still, I think, is a bit unclear to people, which I can understand that being the reason why this whole trade deadline is a little unsettling to the fan base because it's hard to feel confident in something that's so unknown. Um, you know, so I think it could really, really go either way. All they can do now is just continue to perform and hope that this group can get them to where they want to be because there's a lot of talent on this team the problem, though, again, is just the inconsistency and the fact that the offense will disappear for a few games and then come back and go back to hitting. That's not a recipe for a team that can succeed in October. So they kind of need to figure it out on the field. I think Bloom was really at the point where he had to decide because the Red Sox really are on that bubble of crossing into the territory of being a really, really good team or being an average team that could barely squeeze into the wild card. And he doesn't want to give up future talent that can really contribute down the road regardless, which we knew. I think it's just a matter of he has to communicate really during this offseason what he wants to prioritize. And I think there are still holes that need to be addressed after the season is over um, in order to really put them in contention next year. So am I happy with the trade deadline? Definitely not. Um, am I overly disappointed? Also not because I did have a feeling that this was a possibility where the Red Sox didn't do anything major to help improve the team, considering the fact that they have people returning from injury. Um, whether that's going to work out in their favor is still yet to be determined, but there's a lot of different ways this can be taken. And I definitely understand feeling whatever way you feel about it, because I definitely could see both sides of what is he doing? Um, you know, is he making this team better? 
um, what did this trade deadline do for us? So time will tell, but it's definitely been a wild, wild last couple 48 hours, let me tell you, because this has been absolutely stressful seeing who stays and who goes. So hopefully it pays dividends for the Red Sox, but we'll find out soon enough. <laughs> Coming up, I'm going to be talking about Reese McGuire, who came back to the Red Sox lineup on Tuesday. I'm going to be discussing what that means going forward for the Red Sox. Don't forget that you can check out Locked on Red Sox on your favorite podcast platform for free Monday through Friday. New Red Sox content on a daily basis. And depending on what's going on with the team, the episode could be happy or frustrating or just any sort of emotion you can possibly think of because of this team's roller coaster that they take me through. You can follow me on Twitter at GabbyHurlbutt10, on Instagram at Gabby underscore Hurlbutt10, or you can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox, or now X, I should say, is what that app is now called. Thank you, Elon Musk. Um, so check out those platforms. Follow me on those platforms. Keep the conversation going daily about the Red Sox. Comment on the YouTube videos. Share it with your family and friends. I always appreciate the support. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Um, also check out Locked On MLB for all of your other coverage around the league. If you want to know who won the trade deadline, if you feel like you want to just get a better sense of, you know, where other teams actually stand when it comes to the deadline and who should we should look out for down the stretch, Locked On MLB has you covered with all of that. So check out that show as well and. Thank you for always making Lockdown Red Sox your first listen of every day. So Reese McGuire, welcome back, bud. Back in the Red Sox lineup on Tuesday night and definitely made an impact. He went one for three with a home run and two RBIs because he also hit a sacrifice fly earlier in the game. I mean, talk about making some noise in your first start back from being injured. The corresponding new move was they um, DFA'd Jorge Alfaro, which obviously we knew was going to happen. I mean, he was absolutely painful to watch. It was just a weak ground ball or strikeout pretty much every time he was at the plate, which has got to be discouraging for him. And just the fact that he's moved around from team to team and hasn't really been able to figure it out has to be tough. But having Reese back is definitely a bit of a refresher. I have said before, I'm not the biggest fan of Reese McGuire, but I will give him credit when he plays well. And Tuesday night was an example of that. He definitely made a little bit of noise at the plate, um, which was good. A couple hard hit balls. So that's a good sign. Um, obviously a significantly better catcher than Alfaro. So hopefully he can continue to play well because by bringing him back, it allows Connor Wong to rest more because when Reese was on the injured list and it was Wong and Alfaro doing the catching, Wong was really, really taking on a huge portion of the workload and was catching a lot more than general catchers typically do. Um, and that's tough on a catcher if you have to play more often than not. So he was playing on a lot of nights and he was really coming through for the Red Sox, both defensively and offensively. He has an absolute cannon of an arm for throwing down to second base and cutting down um, base stealers. And at the plate, he's been hitting better too. So he's been making an impact really on both sides of the ball. And that's what we all we can really ask for from him. But by having a truly reliable catcher back in Reese McGuire, 
it makes me feel like the team is starting to become complete again, which is a good sign. And it also will allow Wong to be able to get more rest. So we kind of have the best of both worlds with him now because we've been able to see him take major strides this season behind the plate. And he's also been able to, um, you know, play a lot more and get more used to being in that number one catcher role, because I do think moving forward in the future, they still see him as their number one catcher with Reese as the backup. So Reese coming back can really, really help with Wong's development by giving him more rest days. So that's all great news for the Red Sox. McGuire is back. Somebody else who hopefully is back at this point is Masataka Yoshida, who had been in a little bit of a slump lately, but went two for four on Tuesday. And also Verdugo went one for four with a two-run home run that he absolutely crushed. He really, really needed that. I mean, hopefully he'll finally get going again, knowing now that he's here to stay. You know, the pressure of the trade deadline could have gotten to him a little bit because there were some rumblings over the last week or so that Verdugo potentially could have gotten moved. And that could be hard on a player because imagine trying to focus on playing baseball and showing up and performing at your best and um, having all these distractions around you, seeing your name be tossed around on social media as somebody who could potentially be moved, especially when you genuinely enjoy playing in the place that you're playing in because he does enjoy playing in Boston and he really has made that pretty evident. So, um, that could have been really, really weighing on him. The fact that he potentially might not have been in a Boston uniform after Tuesday night, but now that he's here to stay, at least through the end of this season, he can take a deep breath, big sigh of relief, and hopefully be able to get back to performing the way he did in the first half of the season. Because if we can get that version of Verdugo back, then this Red Sox team really, really could be in good shape offensively because he was a huge reason why the Red Sox were performing as well as they were in the first half of the season. So if he could get going again and get back to doing what he was doing in the first half, um, that's going to be absolutely huge for this team. Hopefully the home run kind of sparks something for him and it wasn't just a one-time thing and he's able to kind of get his groove back. So I'm hoping that some stress can be relieved now from the trade deadline, knowing he got through that and the Red Sox are hanging on to him. So we'll see if he can turn it around. If, you know, Tuesday night's game kind of sparked something in him, one can only hope, but definitely good news that Reese McGuire is now back with the Red Sox and Trevor story will be following is scheduled to be activated for the big, big weekend series coming up against the Blue Jays. So things are starting to come together, but um, obviously, you know, a little bit of an underwhelming trade deadline for the Red Sox. Not that that's an, a huge, huge surprise to me, but I would like to know for sure um, how the Red Sox as a team feel about this. Do they feel like the team should have done more to make them better? at the deadline and the players are usually pretty good about voicing their opinions. So I'd be curious to see if any of the players express ideas and thoughts about how the trade deadline went for them, but all they can do now is just go out there, play good baseball every day and show the world why they're here, why they're a, a game and a half out of a wild card spot and 
why they're in the playoff talk and the playoff conversation, because they definitely have the potential. So just got to keep the faith as always. I know Red Sox Nation is great at keeping the faith and believing in our teams. That's what makes us so special and makes us such a great fan base to be a part of. So keep the faith as always. Go Red Sox. And I will catch you on the flip side.